Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible. And today's reading is for June 22nd. A Vision of Locusts, Amos 7, 1-3. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested, and just as the late crops were coming up. When they had stripped the land clean, I cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive. How can Jacob survive? He's so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. A vision of fire, Amos 7, 4-6. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. The Sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He's so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen either, the Sovereign Lord said. A vision of a plumb line, Amos 7, 7-9. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Amos and Amaziah, Amos 7, 10 to 17. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words, for this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary in the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd and also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Now then hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city. Your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up, and you yourself will die in a pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. A vision of ripe fruit, Amos 8, 1-14. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos? he asked. A basket of ripe fruit, I answered. Then the Lord said to me, the time is ripe for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. Hear this, you who trample the needy and do away with the poor of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over that we may sell grain and the Sabbath be ended that we may market wheat? Skimping on the measure, boosting the price and cheating with dishonest scales. Buying the poor with silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, selling even the sweepings with the wheat. The Lord has sworn by himself the pride of Jacob. I will never forget anything they have done. Will not the land tremble for this, and all who live in it mourn? The whole land will rise like the Nile. It will be stirred up and then sink like the river of Egypt. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your religious festivals into mourning and all your singing into weeping. I will make all you wear sackcloth and shave your heads. I will make that time like morning for an only sun and the end of it like a bitter day. 
The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, the lovely young women and strong young men will faint because of thirst. Those who swear by the sin of Samaria, who say, As surely as your God lives, Dan, or as surely as the God of Beersheba lives, they will fall, never to rise again. A vision of God at the altar, Amos 9, 1-10. I saw the Lord standing by the altar, and he said, Strike the tops of the pillars so that the thresholds shake. Bring them down on the heads of all the people. Those who are left I will kill with the sword. Not one will get away. None will escape. Though they dig down to the depths below, from there my hand will take them. Though they climb up to the heavens above, from there I will bring them down. Though they hide themselves on top of Carmel, there I will hunt them down and seize them. Though they hide from my eyes at the bottom of the sea, there I will command the serpent to bite them. Though they are driven into exile by their enemies, there I will command the sword to slay them. I will keep my eye on them for harm and not for good. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, he touches the earth and it melts, and all who live in it mourn. The whole land rises like the Nile, then sinks like the river of Egypt. He builds his lofty palace in the heavens and sets its foundation on the earth. He calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord is his name. Are not you Israelites the same to me as the Cushites, declares the Lord? Did I not bring Israel up from Egypt, the Philistines from Kephter, and the Arameans from Kerr? Surely the eyes of the sovereign Lord are on the sinful kingdom. I will destroy it from the face of the earth. Yet I will not totally destroy the descendants of Jacob, declares the Lord. For I will give the command, and I will shake the people of Israel among all the nations, as grain is shaken in a sieve, and not a pebble will reach the ground. All the sinners among my people will die by the sword. All those who say disaster will not overtake or meet us. A promise of restoration, Amos 9:11-15. In that day I will restore David's fallen shelter. I will repair its broken walls and restore its ruins, and will rebuild it as it used to be so that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that bear my name, declares the Lord who will do these things. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills, and I will bring my people Israel back from exile. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. End of Jeroboam the Second's reign. 2 Kings 14, 28 and 29, 753 BC. As for the other events of Jeroboam's reign, all he did and his military achievements, including how he recovered for Israel both Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jeroboam rested with his ancestors, the kings of Israel, and Zechariah, his son, succeeded him as king. Zechariah rules in Israel, 2 Kings 15, 8-12, 753 B.C. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Zechariah, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned six months. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his predecessors had done. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. Shalom, son of Jebesh, conspired against Zechariah. He attacked him in front of the people, assassinated him, and succeeded him as king. The other events of Zechariah's reign are written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel. 
So the word of the Lord spoken to Jehu was fulfilled. Your descendants will sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. Shalom rules in Israel, 2 Kings 15, 13 to 15, 752 BC. Shalom, son of Jabesh, became king in the 39th year of Uzziah, king of Judah, and he reigned in Samaria one month. Then Menahem, son of Gadi, went from Terzah up to Samaria. He attacked Shalom, son of Jabesh, in Samaria, assassinated him, and succeeded him as king. The other events of Shalom's reign and the conspiracy he led are written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel. Menahem rules in Israel, 2 Kings 15, 16 to 20, 752 BC. At that time, Menahem, starting out from Terza, attacked Tiphash and everyone in the city in its vicinity because they refused to open their gates. He sacked Tiphsah and ripped open all the pregnant women. In the 39th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menahem, son of Gadi, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Samaria 10 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. During his entire reign, he did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. Then Pol, king of Assyria, invaded the land, and Menahem gave him a thousand talents of silver to gain his support and strengthen his own hold on the kingdom. Menahem exacted this money from Israel. Every wealthy person had to contribute 50 shekels of silver to be given to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria withdrew and stayed in the land no longer. End of Menahem's reign, 2 Kings 15. 21 and 22, 742 BC. As for the other events of Menahem's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Israel? Menahem rested with his ancestors, and Pekahiah, his son, succeeded him as king. Pekahiah rules in Jerusalem, 2 Kings 15, 23 to 26, 742 BC. In the 50th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekahiah, son of Menahem, became Israel king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned two years. Pekahiah did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. One of his chief officers, Pekah, son of Remaliah, conspired against him. Taking 50 men of Gilead with him, he assassinated Pekahiah, along with Argob and Ariah, in the citadel of the royal palace at Samaria. So Pekah killed Pekahiah and succeeded him as king. The other events of Pekahiah's reign and all he did are written in the books of the annals of the kings of Israel. Pekah rules in Israel, 2 Kings 15, 27 to 29, 740 BC. Although Pekah reigned jointly with Menahem from about 752 BC, Pekah's sole regency began in 740 BC. In the 52nd year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, son of Remaliah, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 20 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. In the time of Pekah, king of Israel, Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, came and took Aijon, Abel-Beth-Mekah, Genoa, Kadesh, and Hazer. He took Gilead and Galilee, including all the land of Naphtali, and deported the people to Assyria. End of Uzziah's reign, 2 Kings 15, 6 and 7, 740 B.C. As for the other events of Azariah's reign and all he did, are they not written in the books of the annals of the kings of Judah? Azariah rested with his ancestors and was buried near them in the city of David, and Jotham his son succeeded him as king. Second Chronicles 26, 22 and 23. The other events of Uzziah's reign from beginning to end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. Uzziah rested with his ancestors and was buried near them in a cemetery that belonged to the kings, for people said he had leprosy. 
and Jotham his son succeeded him as king. Isaiah's Cleansing and Call, Isaiah 6, 1-13 In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their eyes dull and close their ears. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Then I said, For how long, Lord? And he answered, until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent me, sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid waste. But as the terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. And that's the end of the reading for June 22nd. So we have continued uh, prophecies, continued visions of Amos. You know, he sees a vision and he says, Lord, please don't do that to your people. And then God says, okay, I won't. But later he says, okay, it's time. The judgment is now coming. Then we get into Isaiah here near the end. And this first part of Isaiah 6 always strikes me. And that's why I want to take away from my devotional reading today. First of all, you've got the angels saying to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And that's certainly an appropriate thing for us to pray, the appropriate thing for us to recognize, the appropriate thing for us to sing. And then Isaiah, you know, says, Listen, I, I am someone who is not worthy of doing anything for you. And then um, God says to him, okay, who am I going to send to do my work? And then Isaiah says, I am here. Here am I. Send me. And he sends him to be this prophet. The takeaway for me today is not only to continually worship God for who he is, but also to be willing to be his messenger, his imperfect messenger. I make so many mistakes. I don't always communicate well. I don't always live the things that I believe. And yet, God often will choose to use me. And I want to have that mentality, that mindset of, okay, God, I will do whatever you need me to do. I just need you to do the work. I need you to speak through me. Father, I pray that you would help me today to live for you in a way that would honor you. Father, thank you for using me, choosing to using me, even though... I have nothing to offer, really, in light of you. 
but you still use us. You use me. So Father, help me to be ready today to say what you want me to say, to do what you want me to do, to spread your message to whomever you choose for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.